Thanks for watching our podcast. Here at Spear Consulting, our services include business strategy and human resources consulting. In HR, we offer executive search, executive coaching, and work psychology consulting. Please visit us at spiritmco.com, where we fulfill our clients' dreams virtuously. Enjoy your show. Welcome to the Leading Virtuously podcast. Today, we are turning the tables and we are interviewing the interviewer, Chris Gomez himself. Welcome Hello. to your podcast, Chris. Yeah, welcome to my podcast. It's really our podcast, so, so thank you for having me, Hannah. Thank you for all the, the hard work that you do behind the scenes uh, for the podcast, too. Well, you're very welcome. Today, I get to be in front of the camera, which you know I love doing. So. And uh, yeah, don't mean to cut you off, but I uh, just wanted to say how pretty you are. And uh, I'm so blessed to be able to have you as a business partner and as my wife. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. I feel the same way. You don't look pretty, though. You look you look handsome. Ooh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What's that guy who's like the Latino singer who uh, I can't. I There's can't so think. many. There's Ricky Martin. No, the bald guy who was like a rapper in uh, oh, the dogs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not like I just you know that <laughs> that's uh, what uh, that's what I'm trying to put out into the world. Uh, I'm just trying pitbull? to be a pitbull doppelganger. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as long as you don't sing like he does, then fine. You <laughs> yeah, can look but, like him. You need the glasses though. Yes, yes, yes. But no, no. <laughs> Anyway, so I am dying to ask you these questions that I've been wanting to ask our whole marriage. You know, questions like, why do you wear your pants like that? And what's up with the way that you make the bed? Things like that. And I know that our audience is super excited to hear about all of that. Just kidding. Um, I want to know, the first question is, who are you? Sure. It's a, I always get so... um... I don't know. I always laugh when I ask people that question because I don't think a lot of people um, are used to being a, a, like asked that directive of a question, which just doesn't really seem like it's it's a too deep of a question. But uh, yeah, people, it's it's funny to see people's responses. So, I the first and foremost is I'm I bringing out my identity as a beloved son of a king and of God. Uh, so from that uh, source and power, I do everything in my life. <clears throat> so. Uh, I think probably the most important after that would be a loving husband and father of two darling boys that are eight and six years old. Um, I am also the uh, founder and CEO of a management consulting company, Spirit Consulting. And uh, we have uh, roughly about, I think like about 15 or 16 employees that uh, work for us and the areas of consulting that we we operate within our strategy and human resources. In human resources, that includes executive search, executive coaching, and work psychology. And then, uh, so that's uh, Spirit Consulting. I also uh, founded a nonprofit organization called Catholic Sports Camps, where we serve 400 to 600 kids each summer over six different uh, sports camps. And then I serve on the board of directors for another nonprofit called River of Light. And we food rescue a million meals per year for the homeless. So that's absolutely incredible. I'm a podcaster. And as you can see back here over my shoulder, 
I'm a guitarist and I get to rock out with my beautiful wife doing uh, praise and worship music and all sorts of fun stuff like that. I think we should insert a picture from your old band days right about here during the podcast. No, let's refrain. Let's refrain <laughs> from inserting old photos of, of my friends. Uh, um, great. I feel like I feel like this is our first date. This is great. Okay, so that's like the the high view. Um, and then I'd love to hear more about your journey. How did you get to this current leadership position that you're in? Sure. Well, uh, the the boy's mom divorced me, and and poof, like magic. Here here I am in the position that I am today. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just trying to make you uncomfortable um <laughs> but uh i mean as you know um so so yeah so you know in my 20s um just grew up in a in a home uh that was had some dysfunctions in it and and that uh really just kind of like blended over into my leadership style and into which also is part of like who i am as a journey and so that kind of came to a split in my early 30s uh, that um, resulted in a divorce. And uh, when I hired uh, the attorney that was going to represent me, um, he kind of sold me on saying that it was going to take, you know, six to nine months and, and about 10000 Well, it ended up being um, over 30000 and over a two-year process, even though we had just been married for about four years. And so really this guy and like the divorce quickly ended as soon as our bank, our mutual bank account had just dwindled down to nothing. And so this attorney was a hundred percent margin over mission. And so that really rocked me to my core, which is really the foundation of, of our mission at Spear Consulting, which is to fulfill our clients wildest dreams while practicing virtuous service, which means that uh, really uh, that we do everything with love and that we have high integrity and, and, you know, lead with values, which is a little bit different than, than most organizations. But I also tell that story because yes, it's the foundation of Spirit Consulting and our mission, but it also is um, uh, part of my healing journey. So, so you know, like when I, when I got through that, um, you know, basically like when the um, sheriff knocked on my door, it was like an eye-opening moment for me. And, and anyone that has gone through like major sufferings and trials in life know that it's, it's really an opportunity to either grow or to regress. And for me, I really, like at that point, I was already into the fixed mind or the growth mind state um, where I always wanted to like improve and get better, et cetera. So I just took it as a learning opportunity. And, and it, to encourage myself, I wrote out a list of 20 traits that I was looking for in a future spouse. And, and I would look at this list from time to time to, to motivate me, to uh, encourage me that through these hard times that I knew that there was a greater plan and that it was coming. I just had to be patient and faithful. Um, but then also the, the challenge as you do that is to then look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, like, am I the man that this person would actually want to be with? And if the answer is no, then you know that you've got growing to do. And so as I started going down the healing journey, I, I went to different retreats. I've been a part of a, a men's group for uh, uh, over the last five years. 
and really like in, in doing that accountability work was able to see the dysfunctions that I had grown uh, comfortable to. And, and by shedding that, really able to um, just have outstanding relationships and, and to, you know, get outside myself and not be the self-centered person that I was, but to, to really be able to look for the good in all people and find win-win strategies that set me up for the success that I'm in today. I love hearing your story, even though I've heard it quite a few times. It's beautiful. Um, what do you think you know from your consulting career that most people don't? Mm -hmm. So I, I was ending on that note and, you know, like for the longest time, I really like, while working for the prior management consulting company that I worked at before launching Spirit Consulting a couple of years back, like we really just worked within the vertical of, of executive search and, and namely because, you know, we, we may not have had the vision to be able to expand beyond that. But then also when you're dysfunctional and, and you're working in a toxic environment, like people don't want to work with you. And uh, so, so by being able to get healed and to like have outstanding relationships where, where you're able to share feedback and to, to love the other person and recognize that conflict management is just a part of the relationship journey. Um, that allows you to be able to expand uh, into other service lines if the opportunity is there. And so that, that allowed us to progress beyond just executive search into work psychology and having a PhD or two of them actually that enter into the recruiting process um, to give extra data pre-hire <clears throat> and then also to help on the back end of, of the hire for onboarding. But that also kind of opened my eyes that like, okay, if I could work with these other professionals and bring them into the <laughs> consulting work that I'm doing, then why can't I do that a couple of times? And so that allowed me to kind of like look at my network and see other people that I had been working with uh, or had known previously and set up other relationships to be able to provide the work psychology sorry, the strategy and executive coaching that we're doing beyond just, you know, executive search and work psychology. So that, that's kind of like one takeaway that I have from that. And then the other one is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I was just kind of thinking about this and I, I don't know if this is like the most loving thing to say, but I'll just say it. It's like, it's when you're, you know, it's when you're in consulting, I think a lot of consultants will, will um, agree to this. It's like, we do a lot of the heavy lifting but then at the end of the project, like the, the client wants to take all the notoriety for, for the work. And so that's just kind of a part of the journey of kind of like taking the back seat and being a servant leader and wanting the best for your clients. Um, but that also kind of plays into, especially around like the recruiting phase, like anytime that we have like these high pain positions, like everyone wants to be your friend. But then like three months after the search is over, when you call people up to be like, hey, like, you know, we, we need to take on some new work, you know, would love to kind of partner. It's, <laughs> you can't get anyone to return your call. And I don't know if that's just like human nature of like, you know, people want what's in it for them. But then when that opportunity yeah. passes, then, they're, then, then they don't operate the same way. Hmm. So what have you uh, learned from that experience that you're, you're able to bring into business and into life? Well, I think, I think it goes back to my first point, which is 
you have to just love people and you have to be different in that way because like in this society everyone is so overworked and overscheduled that the fast the first thing like the easiest thing to basically like trample on are relationships to just be like okay i'm gonna reject this person just invested like three hours into this interview process i'm gonna send them some scrappy garbage email that's going to just completely squash their hopes and dreams <laughs> and you know like like just like just terrible stuff instead of like okay this person invested the time i want to set up calls with them and i want i'm we're going to be committed to obtaining that feedback like, so I can share feedback from my own interview process. And then for our clients, if I can get feedback from them and be able to give it to the candidate, that's only going to help them to grow within their career. Um, and then also, which helps you stand out comparative to other people that uh, aren't loving and aren't as considerate in, in, the, in the process. So I kind of like, you know, it's, I know I've heard someone like kind of like, communicate that as like, if you think about baseball cards, the free stick of bubble gum that you get, like everyone is, is in, especially in executive search. I'm like specifically talking about that versus strategy or the other service lines, but, but like in executive search, everyone's focus is to fill the job, right? Like if you don't, if you don't like find a candidate and fill the job, you don't exist in the marketplace. But our free stick of bubble gum is that we're going to do it in a loving way. And we're going to help both the client and the candidate and our vendors and everyone that interacts with us to be able to grow and develop by um, you know, sharing feedback and being telling the truth <laughs> and uh, you know, doing, doing the little things that is more relationship focused. <clears throat> so practically speaking, let's say you're stressed out. You got deadlines or whatever that you have. And, uh, and you need to inform someone that they didn't get a job, let's say, taking your example. How do you not just write that really quick email? And how do you, like, how do you stop yourself and pause and find the time to do that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, tangibly, it's, it's pretty easy. I think there's two, two ways that I'd go ahead and recommend that you do that, either A, delegate it to someone else to set up the, the appointment for you, or B, use a calendar automation tool uh, to send it to them and say, hey, uh, really want to share feedback. Um, uh, let's set up a call when you're available. And then that way they have to schedule it for you. And since they are someone who's rejected, it doesn't need to be, this is you know not one of your highest ranking priorities. And so they can just schedule it at their leisure. Okay. Um, and if you don't say that they're rejected, then they're instantly obviously going to follow through to make sure <laughs> that, that call is set up. Yeah, they'll probably schedule that really quickly. Correct. But I would like to, you made a really good point that, um, that people are just overworked and stressed out um, in our culture. And it's not that they don't want to give you their time. It's just that they're, they're, they're overworked and they're overscheduled. And um, it made me think of actually today when we were eating lunch earlier together and I, I was just tired from the morning and I just wanted to veg out and not really talk. And, uh, and I, wanted to, I wanted to give you more of my attention and effort and focus, but 
uh, I just didn't have it in me. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm in, in business interactions myself and I'm kind of thrown off by someone's attitude or, or they just seem like, you know, they're just not interested in talking to me or whatever, that it might just be something like that, that they're just tired. It has nothing to do with me. Um, and just to have empathy like that. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, that just stuck out to me and I wanted to, um, circle back on that. Um, similarly, where has business, uh, and virtue intersected for you? Yeah. So I'm a human being and, uh, you are, yes. Oh. And as, and as I mentioned, like, you know, grew up with a lot of dysfunctions around me. So I feel like there's still a lot of, you know, I, one of our show guests, uh, Letitia Nicole, she, I, to, to quote her, she's a continual work in progress. Like okay. I feel that's like a, such a perfect summary about leadership because the further that you go in management and leadership, the further you're able to see and, and see the ways that you aren't really the, the best leader, that there's opportunities to uh, improve. And so with like virtue, in particular. I mean, there. I'm not going to lie. It's not like I'm always like, okay, let's do the thing that's going to work perfectly for the other person and, and, <laughs> and be like the, the best strategy ever for all parties. Like, no, I, I'm like, I'm, you know, I can be very evil and have, have my struggles too. So there's periods where like, I'll start going down the wrong pathway. And then it really requires me to, to either like, you know, have another person like call me out on that or to, you know, while kind of like, I think one of the things that I learned to like, you know, it's just kind of go back to the divorce. I hate, you know, keep hitting the D word, but anyways, is like, I, I learned that like you, oftentimes in life, you don't need to have an immediate answer. And so like, it's really great to also hit the pause and be like, you know what? I'll get back to you on that. And so it's like, if you have that heated email where like someone is like, hey, will you do this? Like, how dare she? He asked me to do that and is she just out of her mind crazy like not even considerate at all of our organization like what this is this is where you know it's like you like blah, 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 like you know writing just the wrong email and then and then like taking that time out big like, okay i'm emotional right now i should not be like writing this email at all uh sorry someone's bugging me here shutting that down um so like i you know Maybe I should uh, not be uh, sending this email at all in the moment. Maybe I should take that time out to, to cool down. And it's like, then when you're able to, you know, for me, because I am, you know, a Catholic and a Christian, like that really means prayer for me. But maybe other people that, that are atheists or don't believe in God, you know, being able to spend that time to, you know, go take a walk, to meditate, to calm down, to get centered again, um, so that you're not just, you know, taking those, those actions that are, you know, really self-centered. And, and uh, so that happens, you know, frequently. And, and uh, yeah, and I think, you know, honestly, to give you an example, if you're like, okay, well, that's kind of like, can you give me an example of that? Um, so like, does it involve me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, my, my beautiful wife and darling wife, I think you recognize this frequently, but no, uh, no, I'm, I'm, you know, drawing into a business scenario. Um, you know, we had, we had an issue where, where a candidate, uh, uh, basically six months into the job, she was, she was absolutely crushing the position. 
um, but due to a family situation had to opt out. And so because we put a guarantee behind all of our, all of our placements for a year, if we don't use work psychology or two years, if, if our work psychologist works into the process, uh, we were just not upholding our standard. And so obviously the virtuous thing is to jump back in and up, you know, do the things that you say that you're going to do. So adhere to the, to the contractual terms. And so we did that. And the second candidate that we ended up getting hired, uh, I think her, her take home was 20% more than the first candidates and our, and our contracts are structured on, on uh, total co- first year's total compensation. So mm-hmm. on that basis, I had the legal right to basically ask the client to pay more money. <clears throat> and I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah. I did. <laughs> and I did. Yeah, yeah. We all thought you were going to be like, and I donated it back to the, I didn't ask for it. No, I did. You know, you I, did ask. I asked her because it was contractual terms. So I felt like, you know, because another thing with, at least for me in, as a leader is to like follow that piece and to follow that, like, you know, that inner dialogue that you have, like, do mm-hmm. I feel peaceful about this? And, and I did, right? right? I didn't just like immediately go, okay, this person make more money. You need to pay me. It was kind of like, let me think about it. Okay. This makes sense. Uh, let's hit it. So, so ultimately, but it was in the middle of the pandemic and the client was really struggling and she was just kind of like, left it up to me. Like we're not, our, our division isn't doing the greatest. Um, I know we've been able, we've been a long-term client contractually. Yes. Like you can do it. Like you let me know basically via an email. And so I just, I really just kind of like took it to prayer and, and I was like, okay, is this what, you know, what should I do? You know, really is the question mm-hmm. I was asking in prayer and, and what came back is like, okay, like, can, can I provide, like, is your whole future going to rest on this small amount of revenue? And is, and then also, is this client worth it to basically forego it for the, for the, future state of the of the relationship mm-hmm. and the answer was like yeah clearly and so I decided to say like you know what forget it like you guys have been so good to us I know that there'll be more work etc and what was funny about that is like I think a month after we ended up taking four additional projects with that specific client not in that division but other divisions but I'm you know just kind of like the whole element of just it's like when you just continually just keep doing the next right thing just uh you're just taken care of so so yeah always works out yeah um i would love to hear the answer to this next question what would you say to your 22 year old self i don't know if i would say so much as just like punch him in the head tap (laughs) you know like like just you realize just, that would affect you in the future too permanent damage the person and then you end up just hurting you feel the pain yourself <laughs> but but no i mean i think it i think we've talked a lot about this in this in this episode and i really wanted this to come across which is like just just get healed you know life is too short to to be living in a dysfunctional and toxic way and if you find yourself speaking negatively about other people and you find yourself having emotional blowouts a lot, you know, a couple times per month, like maybe you need to like kind of check yourself to be thinking like, huh, is there something more here? And there's so many beautiful accountability groups like, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or Al-Anon or, 
for adult children of alcoholics, or if you go, that's kind of more slightly on, on the secular lens, but if you go into churches, then they have either like men's groups or women's groups, et cetera, where you can just like do life with people and really be able to share what's really going on in your mm -hmm. life. Because for me, growing up as an adult child of an alcoholic, like I hated conflict. I just, because back in, back growing up with that, whenever there was conflict, it just meant that there was going to be yelling and screaming going on. And so, so I, I just avoided it at all costs, but as a leader, <laughs> good luck, good luck <laughs> trying to avoid conflicts, you know? Yeah. You know where that's going to go. Right. Right. So, so yeah, so, <laughs> so, you know, get healed. And, and, and I think the, the second one too, which I didn't really get to talk, talk uh, to a little bit uh, about was kind of like through that healing journey, I realized that I was like being the savior to, to my parents. Mm. Um, and that really like, by being able to get free of that and to recognize that like they are their own people and they have to take accountability for their own lives, that I don't have to like be their savior. Um, that really freed me up to, to be able to go off and, and start this company and do all the amazing things that we're currently doing, which, you know, prayerfully is, is blessing other people. Hmm. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't cover? Yeah, um, but I think that uh, with the timeline that we have for each podcast episode, I think we've hit it. And I, I also suspect that I'll probably uh, have more episodes down the road too. But uh, for now, I feel good about where we're at for the episode. Yeah. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> it's great to have you on your podcast. <laughs> and I'll see you in a few minutes at some other meeting. <laughs> great, great. And where can people find you? Yeah, so our organization is Spirit Consulting. You can find us at www.spiritmco.com as in managementconsultingorganization.com. And then you can find the nonprofit that I founded at www.catholicsportscamps.org. And for the organization that food rescues a million meals per year for the homeless. You can find that organization at riveroflightchicago.org. And, uh, and then you can find me on LinkedIn and all sorts of social media platforms. So, so look forward to uh, continuing the dialogue with you. All right. Well, there you have it. We have interviewed the CEO, the interviewer, and my husband, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you, Chris, and we'll see you next time. Great. Thank you, Hannah. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed the episode where we discussed all things going bald. <laughs> Just joking. The Leading Virtuously podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and the podcast, will you please subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or you could also share it with a friend. That would be tubular. I hope you have an awesome day.